Welcome to the Foodist Life podcast with me, Jambo, and me, Steph. So, Steph, before we get into our podcast for today, you have said that I need to reintroduce myself um, to the listeners. Who am I? Why am I here? What am I doing? Um, no, I'm not Steph's boyfriend, as much <laughs> as she'd love that to be the case. It's not true. Um, I, I'm not her partner. Uh, we are good friends who met mutually through the gym. Um, oh, I thought you were actually going to say we're actually married. <laughs> we're actually married. We're actually we're, we've been married for 30 years. No. <laughs> uh, we met each other at the gym um, and we are very, very good friends. Um, and that's it, really. I mean, my experience, the reason why I'm on this podcast is obviously for my world class um, knowledge and banter but I actually have 12 years experience uh, in the gym industry um, started off life as a PT um, just wanted to help people you know uh, lost lost love of the industry a little bit you know um, it's a tough world out there moved away from the gym um, but then came back to sort of you know just spread my love and joy and help people again so uh, just doing it through, through for love rather than money these mm. days so here we are yes mm. I think it's a good way to explain it is you know to the listeners you know those people that you just meet and you click with and you're like yeah this is this is my person these are my people that yeah. was us it, wasn't it, it? it wasn't it wasn't that they were unavailable <laughs> so <laughs> I filled in <laughs> yeah, we, yeah it's just uh it's just nice that we can just like, as the listeners probably know, we can just talk for hours and hours about a load of old cod's wallop. But, you know, sometimes there's some hints of wise words in there. So a couple of peas in a pod, I'd say. Yeah. Jambo is the one that actually properly forced me into starting a podcast. And I will mm. hand on heart say we wouldn't be here without him because I was always like, nah, no, nah. Yeah. But here we are. What? F- hundred and... 72 no like 45 episodes later or whatever it is and still going strong yeah and we, I love it it's now as everyone knows it's my favorite form of putting content out there because it's raw it's I love it love it yeah it's real isn't it real discussions yeah. so Steph this week we are talking not about me which I know people would love um no we're talking about intuitive eating what is intuitive eating what does it mean it's a buzzword you hear a lot you know, what is intuitive eating compared to tracking calories and where it all sits in this big, crazy world? So, intuitive eating is such a sexy word, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. It's... To define it, I don't know what the Google definition is or the Oxford Dictionary definition is probably better. Oh. Yeah, I don't have that to hand, but intuitive eating is fundamentally listening to your body's hunger cues and eating accordingly to that. Oh yeah. That if, is I was, if I was going to simplify it and modernize it, eating of vibes. Oh, yeah. do you think? Do you think we have the right audience to understand what that means? Have I just called we our might. audience really old? Yeah, we might. We might. You know. I mean, we, I barely we, get it. We're modernizing the terminologies. Eating of vibes. Maybe they're going to have to change that in the Oxford Dictionary. Yeah, exactly. So, I hate this term oh uh, um, deep. yeah no I just it's such a buzzword especially like 
I think like especially in the gym you hear it a lot of people that maybe don't and I'm not going to drag all PTs under here but like a lot of PTs will be like oh yeah like I just you've got to listen to your body intuitively and I don't think that's not really counterproductive a lot of the time by saying to somebody who doesn't really know what they're doing just listen to your body because if that was the case I'd eat, be eating bowls of Cocoa Pops and Oreos I mean to cut to the chase we've all lost our sensitivity in terms of food right it's it's mm -hmm. a weird one because we have to eat all the time to survive and live and be mm -hmm. on this planet but we've also lost so much confidence in what we should be eating why we should be eating it how we mm -hmm. should be eating it when how much because you know we live in a crazy vibey modernized world sure mm -hmm. actually i think this is a really it's so important to think like when people talk about intuitively eating and for some reason I've got a picture of a, this is really unfair, but a picture of a girl in her young 20s who, you know, she looks great and she takes great photos and she says, it's all about listening to your body huns and intuitively <laughs> eating. But that's great for some people. But you think in, if we were intuitively eating a hundred years ago, you would eat what was off the land. But now I can walk to the petrol station and buy 12 chicken meatballs from a pound that have no nutritional content and get some serene low for whatever i can is that I, what you're I, getting at the petrol station no i did do that once i won't lie um serene loaf that's what you're that's your vibe yeah do you not mm -hmm. like it i do but if i'm going to the petrol station that is not what i'm picking up uh, yeah well you know there's you know different different well, vibes question are you buttering it yeah okay good we can agree on that although i took some to cricket the other day and was too lazy and just had it you know raw Ooh, that's not vibey, squashed and raw. Oh, so, no. yeah, and warm, probably. No, I had my cool, cool bag. Um, <laughs> so, I think uh, a big part of like intuitively eating is kind of redundant in like modern society because we have, if you listen to your body and you go into a shop, say you went now, you could eat nearly anything your heart desires, like whatever your body, you could look at Snickers and go, that's what my body wants. Whereas maybe like 120 years ago, you wouldn't have that. Tell me one person that goes into a shop hungry and picks up a banana. Yeah. Do they? No, do those people exist? No, hundred percent not. Yeah. Hence, people that eat intuitively, that have a problem with their weight, end up more overweight. I'm yeah. Putting that out there. A hundred percent. I think like this like culture around intuitively eating like listening to your body being in touch and connecting with it you could be the most like me and you for example have all the understanding and all the knowledge and we've both been doing this for years and years and years but there's no way shape or form that me and you have ever made wise decisions like even when we're we go to we went to seven bone for example and we were starving hungry Mm. We we ordered loads of fries and frickles. I mean, we finished the meal and you were talking about getting that 800 calorie shake <laughs> because you were listening to your body. So do you know what I mean? it's, <laughs> it, is, it is one of those, it's, a, it's nonsense, isn't it? It's a bit of a trigger word. But with that being said, to flip that 360, I do like to get to a point with my lean beans where we do intuitively eat, but mm -hmm. I would never call it that because like you, I absolutely hate that word or that phrase so because as we all know like my lean beans will go through 
a period of tracking ca their calories using an mm -hmm. app to teach them, to educate them, to hold them accountable, et cetera, et cetera. But that doesn't mean that you have to do that for the rest of your life. Once you've no. got a good understanding of, right, I know what's good for me. I know what I shouldn't be eating. I know what I need to pick up when I'm in the shop, when I'm hungry. But once you've, once you've like reached that stage where you're at maintenance mm -hmm. and you've been through this journey, this holistic, you know, yogi journey, mm -hmm. then you get to a point where you can intuitively eat or oh, go on. I've got a question for Steph. Mm. People didn't see my hand went up and Steph froze. So my question to you, Steph, is it's a two-part question. Okay, question number one, 1A, is do you currently count calories? No. So in theory, right now, you're intuitively eating, right? I'm intuitively eating. And I've got a packet of uh, cheese and onion crisps right next to me. Oh, nice. What brand? They're actually the Audi brand. They're called Snack Rye. Oh, don't highly Audi. recommend yeah i don't oh. well they're not like your walkers but they're good they do a job right part two of that question before we start talking about crisps <laughs> is say um you woke up one morning and your trousers were a little snugger and your tops were a little bit you know you were maybe just filling them a little bit better um, <laughs> would you continue to intrusively eat with all your knowledge or would you go to tracking intuitively would you does that surprise you yeah it really surprises yeah. me but can i just put a disclaimer on that it's because i have tracked for so many years i and i know you have too and i know your answer is going back to tracking yeah but i know where i'm going wrong and i mean maybe it's because i talk to humans about it all day every day i know exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. why they're going wrong where they're going wrong so i know in myself if I, like for example i'm just snacking too much or my portion sizes have increased and i need to just i know where i need to claw back so i guess because i've been through the whole journey and process a million mm -hmm. times over and when my clothes are snug i'll just cut back where i need to cut back because mm. you know like i know don't eat, you know, the fatty foods because protein, carbohydrates, four calories per gram, fats, nine calories per gram, for example. So no, I don't. I haven't. I personally haven't tracked in a good while now. Good Interesting. Yeah. I'd, I'd never. So my outset on it, and this is obviously where, like you said, you want to get a lot of lean beans too. Um, and this is the same. Like we brush them up a little bit of holiday as well. Um, so I like to be at this point now where. I sort of eat off vibes. Um, sometimes those vibes are nine-year-olds left in the sweet store. <laughs> but majority of the time, I'm, I'm, you know, I know what I should be eating and I eat it and then fluctuate things. But if things I feel like I need that real, you know, I just need to get my head back into reality a little bit. And I just, it's almost a grounding and I just track for maybe a week or two weeks or, and just till I get like that reset almost, you know, my oats have gone from, 40 grams to 60 grams to 120 grams but they're the same portion size but i haven't just been measuring it do you know like you kind of like it just helps earth me a little bit yeah so i think the only time that i can think about okay why would i ever track in the future is if i gained you know a good stone or two so the only realistic time i can think of is post pregnancy if i ever choose to do that 
I might be heavier than I want to be. And I think if I had enough weight that I needed to lose or wanted to lose, mm-hmm. then yeah, I would go back to tracking because, you know, the accountability of it, the accuracy of it, you know what you're doing. But because I'm at a point where I, I personally only fluctuate two, three, four, five pounds, maybe at the max, it, mm-hmm. not either way, only up, <laughs> then <laughs> then it's not it's not like a really big mountain to climb maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's the reason yeah no fair thinking fair. out loud so yeah obviously in terms of what i want my lean beans to do is the same as that because i don't want them to get to goal weight and then they have a couple of months where they put on a stone and then they think actually i need to get back to tracking hopefully we've done enough around the maintenance stage and that part after the weight loss journey is finished yeah that, that they understand how to stay there Mm-hmm. that is the ultimate goal, I, isn't it? I, I do think like like you just said there you kind of find like your natural weight whatever it should be and then you do only fluctuate a little bit so it's not like you know a lot of people might put on weight over a long period of time because you know for for a million reasons um but when you find that natural weight it's not like all of a sudden you wake up and be like ah, oh, like i've just put on a stone and a half like it just got away from me like when you're more aware of it and you're more aware of what food you're eating and your nutrition, it does become easier to manage for sure. I, here's my little story. I love a little story. Um, but since I came back from Rome in February, I decided to go on a little cut. I've lost like five and a half kilos, but then I kind of stagnated. And that was just by me. Yes. Question. So February, we are now at time of recording what, end of may so i'm just yeah. giving giving the listeners a context yeah, yeah context. so yeah about five and a half kilos and i kind of stagnated a little bit like i found like what like you kind of find not i don't hate the word plateau but like <laughs> like a natural weight mm-hmm. like i'm living my Set life point. yeah i'm living my life i've still got loads of weight to lose or what i would like to lose but i found like that natural set point so like now i'm just like having an eye on my calories tracking a little bit more just to see where I can reduce it so I can just get past this little benchmark and you know once I come under it again I'll just find that natural rhythm again sometimes you just need that almost like just to like ground you a little bit Mm. does that make sense 100% 100% a little tangent but I was literally just about to say because you said oh I have loads to lose I was literally about to say no, you, you don't have that much to lose. But then I stopped myself because this is, I can't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast or just you and me before, but it's actually, it's not up to me how much you no. lose. And it's like, there's people that out there and they say, oh, they, they don't need to lose any weight. Why are they trying to lose weight? But it's it's how you feel in yourself, right? 100%. So, so I'm going to share how much I weigh. So for the people I weigh, 107 kilos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to get down to about 90. Um, I'm going to do that into stones, people know, because I know people like stone. Yeah, I can tell you off the cuff. So currently I weigh 16 and a half stone. Yeah. And I would like to get down to... Come on, maths is hard. I'd like to get down to just under 15, so say 14, mm. 10. So, so like quite a lot to go and mine isn't anything for aesthetics. It just, 
to help my body perform better in everyday life. So like you said, 100% like you might look at me and go, you don't have that much weight to lose. But yeah, everyone's got their own reasons. Irrelevant. And this, like I put an email out uh, earlier in the week, not that that's relevant to anyone with timing wise, but my Lean Bean Joe, I don't know if you saw it, but she has been with me for six years, right? She's mm-hmm. she's done. She was on my first ever Lean Bean course. She's done the graduates. She recently did one-to-one legends, but six years, right? It's taken her to get to her goal. She messaged me the other day and she said she's got a thigh gap for those that have seen the email. Mm-hmm. So it's not the fact of the thigh gap, but the story is six years, right? She lost a couple of stone. She then, I'm going to use the word plateaued. That's not the right word. She just, you know, stayed where she was, gained a little bit of weight, lost some more, stayed at the same, lost some more, put a little bit back, a little bit back on, lost more. She then became a one-to-one. We did a big chunk then. We did a year of one-to-one legends. And then she's been back in the graduates group. She's been losing a bit more. Six years, six mm-hmm. years. But the one underlying message that I have for everyone is she never at one point gave up. Mm-hmm. She gained a little bit of weight sometimes. Life happens. She's a full-time mum. She's a full-time, she has a full-time job. Loads going on in her life. But not once was she ever like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. I've got a thought here. Um, on that six-year journey, um, I wonder at what point on that journey did she become more happy in herself? For you ask her me pro- Well, I mean, if you know, great. But like it'd be an interesting to see because mm. you know like um we say like a six-year journey seems like so long but like during that six-year journey all of a sudden things like tracking calories intuitively eating becomes a bit more normal in your life and a bit more um I don't know not it's just a part of your life and it's a part of the journey but as well like we said like this before like even if your goal is to like my goal might be I want to get down to 90 kilos even losing five kilos or just over five kilos, I feel so much better in myself. Like I'm happy. Now I've plateaued for a couple of weeks. This doesn't mean I'm not making progress. It doesn't like, these are the things again, like I've been intuitively eating, say I hate this word, but intuitively eating off vibes for like last week or so. And it's because I've had like things come up and doing things and this, that and the other. But just because I'm not making progress on the scales a visual progress on the scales doesn't mean that mm-hmm. along the journey like my life I haven't taken anything away from my life I've added value to my life and haven't hampered progress either she hasn't obviously been tracking for six full years can I just yeah. put that out there she's had some vibey intuitive leading times yeah um but to answer your question I'd actually love for her to come on the podcast I'm not sure if she will but I will ask her I'll see if she mm-hmm. will come on and we can we can vibe her yeah, anyway yeah. I would say, though, from what I know and from what she would tell me, she lost on the initial lean bean course and a little bit afterwards a couple of stone, if I remember rightly. I would say from there, she then knew that this was the way she was going to do it. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, since she started losing that weight all that time, it might have been more than six years, it might have been seven. I can't remember how long I've been going now, but... I would say from there, she's always had that confidence of 
it might take me a while, but I'm, I'm bloody going to get there. Mm. Cool. Anyway, yeah, we have gone completely off tangent. Yeah, no, but it's, it's, I think like this, like intuitive eating and like tracking calories. When you say to people about tracking calories and people are like, can I not just like listen to my body and stuff? You, you can, but it has to be a part of a, a journey. And the journey is not as long as it seems. Like mm-hmm. you're at this point where you eat your fibs. And, um, but like your journey has been, uh, that journey's happening no matter what. Time is ticking. Like the time you, won't pass anyway. The time passed, and you know you're you're nearly thirty, Steph. I know. Next week. So you know, from a twenty-year-old when you were playing tennis in America and eating Cheetos and eating off vibes, to you're eating off vibes now. You know, it's completely different. Mm. But the journey it just happened naturally. I guess one thing to take from Joe's experience, though, or journey, is. The time she's lost the chunks of weight is when she's been tracking her calories mm-hmm. and when she's been honest to her calories and accountable. Like, yeah, intuitively, they were probably the times when she stayed the same, gained a little bit. So actually, that in itself is probably a very good example. Mm. Who knew? Who knew? But, al- but also, do you think, uh, this is a good question, actually, do you think it's possible for anyone to track calories for six years straight? Do you think no. it's healthy? No, that's a really good question. And the answer is 100% no. Highly mm. do not recommend. But mm. people will not do that anyway. Like even my one-to-ones who, you know, mm-hmm. pay me good money to stay accountable to me, to track their calories, to lose the weight. They will still have times, odd days, or even when they go on holiday, if we've decided mm-hmm. they're not going to track. You need time off. You have to have time off. And that's where... 100% diet breaks come in you have to have them because i think like a big part of like uh, people that think that the journey is too hard that it's too much of a climb for, like say like tracking calories is because they don't see any end goal and so when they are um i don't know worried or you know they're like oh it's too hard there's no, it's no point there's no end goal you can drop in and out and when i say drop in and out it doesn't mean all of a sudden your goals go out the window but you know you can have those days where you you use your base knowledge for a couple of days mm. and then you feel refreshed and ready to get back on it and so yeah i think sometimes it's almost like the fear of the not unknown but almost not understanding the concept definitely and there's one of my lean beans at the moment so she she must have been a one-to-one for almost a year maybe now so she did the lean bean course and then she went straight on to do the one-to-one this week this very week well, last week, that's a lie. Last week, she said to me, she's like, I just am really sick and tired of tracking at the moment. So long story cut short, we've taken a week off tracking completely. Mm-hmm. And what we've decided this week, we haven't actually concluded, but she's told me I do not want to track at the moment. It's not good for my mental health. I've been happier this week, not tracking my calories. So what, well, if she, no, she won't listen to this podcast before we have the conversation. But what <laughs> I think will probably happen is I'm going to say, let's stop. Let's stop one-to-one right now. It's too intense. Mm-hmm. It's not your priority. But what we are not going to do is reverse any of the weight yeah. that we've lost. And that's the important thing. It's not, it's not a weakness or a failure to you yeah. know, take a break completely off what you're doing. And like Joe's done, like she's, 
she's taken time where it's been mm-hmm. no tracking just living your life and that's what i think this one-to-one needs right now because this is where we're at so it's not a a bad thing to yeah take time no 100 i think um it's such a good point to make like especially like when people i don't know really struggle with it and it gets a bit too overbearing and like once you have that base knowledge and understanding you can not step away from it but you can it doesn't have to be as intense and it's sometimes like you have motivations you have first motivations like anyone it doesn't necessarily mean with your nutrition but it could be like the gym or work or like some days I turn up at my desk and I'm like I'm in such a good place I'm gonna smash all my work and then there's other days where I'm looking at a spreadsheet and I'm like <sighs> like what's happening on BBC Sport like some <laughs> some days it does be like that and like I think there's almost like a such a, not a stigmatism but like it has to be like progress all the time and it very very rarely is actually I've got one more point as well which I really want to get home and I was hoping it'd come up naturally but it hasn't so far is a lot of people look at say like uh, people have six packs or they look naturally lean and they're like Oh, I've got a burger and I've got ice cream and blah, 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 blah. Now, people that say, like, I can't track calories for the rest of my life. This is too much, blah, blah, blah. And I think that happens a lot. The people that are there with six packs and eating burgers and ice cream, after they finish that meal, they're going back to understanding exactly what they've been doing. Calories in first, calories out. It's not anything magic. They got to that point because they've been aware of their calories, their life like sometimes i think people think those people don't have to worry but they do they have to be really aware and they, they just will have a potentially a better base understanding of nutrition that they'll you know they could intuitively or eat or vibes but as soon as they finish that burger and pizza and ice cream or whatever it should be they go back to the knowledge of at some point having to be aware and tracking their calories i would also say there's the people like one of my friends she's tiny she's tiny Mm -hmm. she's never tracked a calorie in her entire life Mm -hmm. she's if anything she's always tried to gain weight but what we what we see from the outside is oh like she's she's just tiny i see her eat big meals right if we go out to dinner and stuff but the difference with those people is food is not life for them which we obviously can't understand. <laughs> That's mental. Yeah, but like she'll go, she can go a whole day and like not even think about food. Most usually it's men and males that I've found that do that, but she does this. I'm just like, I I don't understand that relationship no. <laughs> at all. But have you ever been on holiday with those kind of people? Because you'll go away and they'll be like, oh, let's just get like a coffee and a croissant, and then <laughs> that'll be it until dinner time. I'm Absolutely. like, what? like we i genuinely once i've finished a meal i've I've not got the next meal in mind that's too extreme but i like to know what's coming up with my food yeah yeah whereas some people they just can go all day and it's it's not even thought about you had to fuel your personality that's the thing there's a lot of energy a lot of good vibes i know but yeah but like even my boyfriend for example if he if i know He's got something on on Friday, for example, that I know he's going to need lunch. For me, I would plan ahead and I would just naturally make sure I've got lunch ready for Friday. Whereas I can say to him, oh, 
as you on Friday morning oh have you got your lunch ready he's like oh no oh yeah I need to do that I'm like but I've been thinking about your situation <laughs> since Wednesday <laughs> you know yeah fair. like I, I don't know yeah anyway that's a tangent as well. um I've got one last question on this podcast it's not really related to the podcast but I thought it would be a really good opportunity to discuss without anything in I'm going to catch you off your toes <laughs> restaurants putting calories on the menus oh yes now it's been in effect for a couple of weeks um how have you found it like i think when it first came about we discussed it maybe just me and you and i think you put a poll up on your instagram now it's like a reality Mm. how what's your thoughts on that i think this can go into intuitive eating as well actually because Mm. No one likes change. So a lot of people initially are like, no, this is the worst thing in the world, like blah, blah, blah. I think it's the best thing that's ever bloody happened. And mm-hmm. that's my personal opinion from my background, from the people I work with, because I work with lots of people that track their calories and it makes it 10 times easier to go out and eat. But even from my point of view, who intuitively eating uses that vibe, I've definitely been to Pizza Express and chosen a different pizza simply because maybe we did talk about this in the podcast or have I just spoken to you about it no I haven't I think we maybe maybe both but the the difference is right it's not because I was influenced necessarily 100% just because it was a less a lower calorie pizza that day I'd already eaten a significant amount of food so it made sense for me to have a lower one. If I'd had just a croissant in the morning, which obviously I didn't, mm-hmm. I would have probably chosen the higher calorie food, higher calorie pizza. So yeah, I don't sure. see how this is a bad thing. I've got an example. Okay, so on uh, Saturday, I get home from cricket, a long day, and I've got to you know, fend for myself, which is awful, but I get onto delivery and, um, I'm looking at all the different options and I'm like, I've got to go get cat food. So I'm looking at delivery with one, walking to the shop, getting you know, that money up. And um, and like I'm looking at the options and like I really I got into the shop and I was like, oh, I really want some chocolate buttons now. And I was like, oh, I've got the menu in front of me. And like a burrito, for example, I think it was like 1400 calories for this burrito. And I was like, so many calories. If I have that plus my buttons, that's like 2000 calories for a meal and I was like do I really want it I wasn't really sure and then I saw all these different options that were you know literally a third calories of what that was you know and I could have my chocolate buttons as well and I was like this is like a no-brainer like Mm. it was between three options anyway and it just made my my option so much easier because then I'm like I can make a positive decision I can choose I don't feel guilty if in fact I feel great about it, I'm mm. going to eat my fridge chocolate buttons and get a KFC. <laughs> yeah. And like before, I thought I would probably be making the healthier choice by going for burrito because it's rice and, and meat in a rack. Mm. It's crazy, isn't it? Spot on. Because a few people have said to me, they're like, well, it's not good for people that have like got eating disorders or borderline disorders. And my not comebacks it's not an argument but my response to that is these people are highly likely to know what calories are on the menu anyway mm-hmm. with every single food yeah. if they're worried about that so 
yes, I, I understand. And I know you can still get the menu that doesn't have calories on if that's a better preference for you. But I think for, you know, the majority of people, why, not that I'm disregarding these at all, but why mm. would we sacrifice the majority, which is a positive thing for <clears throat> minority? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think like, uh, I actually spoke to Foxy, who's been on this podcast before, mm. I think. Um, and I think there's two separate issues. I think we've got physical health and mental health. And I think by taking away those like I don't think that's solving the mental health issue but it is solving the physical health issue so if you took away the calories on the menu for example um okay the mental health it's not resolving the mental health it's not helping it that that's through other avenues you know therapy you know understanding the root of the problem but taking away that's just masking the issue whereas actually looking with physical health having the calories on the menu you know, that's an actual, you can make physically healthy choices. So it's actually helping, it's not masking anything. It's actually taking away, ripping away the mask and showing you, you know, these, it's the, this is the physical side of it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think, uh, you know, you could have anything on the menu that's nothing's going to help the mental health issues that are, you know, with eating disorders. So there you go. Well, I think we're on the same page on that one, aren't we? Yeah, It'd be in interesting, it. uh, yeah, interesting to see if any of the listeners have any different opinions. And if you do, then we obviously are open to hearing them and it's always good to talk about. So, yeah, if you want to reach out and chat to us about that, definitely. But 100%. What I would say yeah. is look how much the the vibe has died down. Like no one's talked about it anymore because it's just, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, they are just calories. But I, my views on it has changed since it's actually been in real life. Oh, like, oh. I was a bit like, oh, I can see both sides to it. I really like it now. Like in the practical use of it, I think it's brilliant. Oh, like it's if so I'm going to go go to Seven Bones and Seven Bones, Seven Bone, and get loads of different stuff, I'll get it regardless. Mm -hmm. Like I can just make slightly healthier choices. Mm -hmm. um, right, Steph, give us a quick roundup. For 99% of people that listen to this podcast, at least, this is my advice. If you're someone that struggles with weight and dieting and understanding food, phase one is tracking calories. Phase two is intuitively eating, but please don't call it that. Let's find another word for that, another phrase, and call it something else that's a lot unsexier. Eating phase off one, vibes. Eating off vibes. Yeah. Okay. Phase one is tracking <laughs> calories. Phase two is eating off vibes, right? So see it as a process. See it as a journey within a journey. That is the quickest way, the best way to success, in my personal opinion. You, Jambo, you got anything to say? Yeah, I think you've got to, got to do the hard yards to get to the to the top of the mountain. Mm, love it, love it. Right, Steph, mm. where can we find you? You can find me predominantly on social media at foodislife.nutrition, Facebook and Instagram. You can sign up to my daily emails, which I'd highly recommend is just in the show notes below. You can find it. You can also sign up there via my website, which is foodislifenutrition.com. And that is probably enough basis to start with. Jambo, where can we find mm. you? Find me on Instagram at jambo.the.great. Um, again, guys, loads of listeners all over the world. 
I'm still, I don't know if you've had anyone reach out to you and say I'm a podcast list. You have? Yeah, I did have one. I shared oh. the story. Oh, you, you oh yeah, it. of course you did. Yeah, you so did. I yeah, win. yeah, of course. I yeah, win. but I still haven't received anyone. Um, so please, just, you can. You don't even have to say anything in my DMs. Just put podcast. To be fair, <laughs> now you've introduced yourself and everyone knows exactly who you are, not my husband. Yeah. You never yeah. know. You might get some more slides. Just oh, I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> please. I'm, I'm a nice person. So. He's all right. <laughs> right. Cheers, tune in, guys. And um, we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye.